Perhaps we should introduce ourselves and put their worries to rest, don't you think? Okay, I'll try. Yo, yo, homies! Feliz Navidad! Me llamo Excel! You're my bitches! Perhaps it is just me, but I feel as though that did not help very much, Tini. Oh boy, Excel used all the Spanish and ghetto words she can remember, but perhaps that was a mistake. Shit! Japanese, a podcast where three palookas in their 30s talk about anime. First, he may play innocent, but he catches on to things pretty fast. It's Andrew. Hey, uh, what is that accent? He can't make Japanimation because, well, he lives in America. It's Bill. I'm really glad you used that pronunciation instead of the episodes. And finally, getting irritated isn't going to get me anywhere. I'm Josh. Don. Josh. Uh, I thought your name was Josh, not Don. Oh, shit. Don. 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 Uh, Don Marie. Don. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. For some reason, I thought I was my uncle for a moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was, I was thinking D-A- My uncle Don. I was thinking D-A-W-N. <laughs> that would explain your kind of talk to the manager haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but what, what, do you, what do you think of my, uh, what do you think of my, uh, Stereotypical uh, Italian mobster voice. Uh, uh, well, we're going to get a lot of that in this episode. <laughs> yes. Quite a bit of the stereotypical I want to know mobster. what he's doing with his fingers. I, I think that's called... It's uh, not quite the Lillian. mini bin, right? That's that's how you start fisting. Is that's how you, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The Lisa, fingertips together. If Lisa Lampanelli taught me anything, is that you put all your fingers together, and that's how you start fisting. You don't just cram it up there like the minivan. You just... You just, you just kind of, yeah. But anyway, uh, welcome to Jenny Japanese. Uh, hey guys. Uh, oh wow. Today we have undoubtedly one of the best episodes of Excel Saga for you. It is episode seventeen, Animation USA. And I'd like to point out. Now, granted, when this episode drops, uh, the date has already come and gone, but we are actually a few days away. From our great nation's birthday. Oh, yes, it is. There's going to be fireworks in the sky. There have been fireworks already mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, scaring my animals. Oh, it's, it's a time of, You do live in West Davenport. I, uh, yeah. That I, might I, be gunfire. It's probably potentially true. I was, I, was putting out, uh, I was putting out garbage last night, and I heard a few explosions, and I kind of quickly went back inside as fast as I could. They do go together. We had a neighbor that used to fire a 9mm in the air on New Year's Eve, and... Uh, Fourth of July. So, uh, wow. you remember that? You that was the uh, oh, was that the one neighbor? Yeah, the one across the yeah. alley when we yeah, lived. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Off oh of 19th. my gosh! Yeah. Yes. Wow. I, I was just going to talk about the assholes that were setting off fireworks and waking my son up and driving his mother insane. 
Oh my god. Let's talk about nerd news. Let's let's do some banter. I'll go first because mine's going to be quick. So Fallout just recently released a yet another DLC. And it has been... Dolk. Uh, yes, otherwise known as Dolk. I was um, thinking... I was thinking more of a Dalek. Dalek? Dalek? Or maybe Dalek. Exterminate! Exterminate! Stork's hair is great. (laughs) Um, Is this more nerd shit? Yes, Yes. this is more nerd shit. Thank you. Stealing my shtick now. Thanks. So... Why problem make when you no problem want to make? (laughs) I watched that last night. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So... Troll Hunter. Oh, God. It's been a while since I love Troll Hunter. Troll! So... (laughs) Fallout brought out a brand new DLC, Contraptions, which I was very leery about buying. I, I almost was going to completely skip it because the Wasteland Workshop was such a horrible DLC, in my opinion. The only reason why I got uh, that DLC and the only thing I really got out of it was the like that rad the, station. The, the rad arch? Yeah, the rad yeah. arch. That's what I told you about that. I was like, yeah. this, this makes it worth it. And that's the only reason why I bought it. I spent $5 to get rid of my rads in a video game, which I... Anyway. Um, but in this Contraptions <laughs> I DLC... Yeah, I know, me too. That's annoying. Um, Red damage. Um, red dudes. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, if you are a Fallout player, go check it out because, and if you haven't already, because you can actually build like these cool, as the name says, contraptions that build and manufacture goods. Or uh, you can build conveyor belts. And they've added a whole bunch of new, interesting, just cool stuff. Like you can display your armor and your weapons. And I'm building a museum right now. And it's just, it's just and a your lot of fun. fucking settlers can steal your shit. Well, yeah. I mean, it is it is the wasteland. Motherfuckers. Yeah. So could I make like a functioning Rube Goldberg machine that could repel the raiders? Yes, but you'd have to stop playing Overwatch first. God damn it! Yeah. So uh, check it out. It's I'm only really uh, good at that. It's only four ninety nine, and I think this DLC is definitely worth it. I bought the season pass, so I just get everything. Yeah, see, I so, made the mistake of not buying the season pass, so I'm just forking out every time a DLC comes out. I, I like the uh, I like the armor workstations. I do wish they could be locked down. Mm-hmm. And same with the gun displays. Yeah, because my rail my railroad rifle was on the wall with a couple other guns, and now it is gone. Have you checked? Is, is there a floor below it? Like, check the floor. Okay, because I no. know that like I was watching some people stream that, and they had an issue where it would fall through the floor to whatever the next floor was down. No, it's, so. it's ground level, and that was... It was hanging there for quite a while, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it wasn't there. I also found one of my raiders had Pikmin's Blade on her. Or not one of my raiders. Basically, one of my raiders. <laughs> yeah, one of my still, settlers. Stealing your shit. Uh, had Pikmin's Blade on her, and another one had my alien blaster on him, mm-hmm. which were both in my workshop. So Right, right. That, um, I may... I've already emptied out uh, sanctuary. So I may go take all my weapons and put them over uh, Red Rocket. There you go. It might be safer that yeah. way. Red Rocket! Red Rocket! Oh, yeah. r- wrong Red Rocket. I'm sorry. Right. So I would I would thank you for that. I mean, that is where you find the dog. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Uh, so, oh my god. Mind blown for the second time tonight. Uh, really? You didn't yes. catch that? Yeah, yeah no, 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 that's where you find dog meat is Red Rocket. I know, oh, I didn't wow. catch that. I laughed for like half an hour. Huh. So, uh, yeah, check that DLC out. It will be worth it. There are two more DLC coming out. Uh, no, Nuka World is one, and then I can't remember the name of the other. The Vault Tech Workshop. Oh yes, it's the, the Vault Tech stuff. Yes, that one I'm super stoked for. I want to build my own vault and run experiments, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of video games, Josh has something for video games. Oh yes. So I've been playing over. Yes. Okay. We uh, know. We oh, know. Wait. Moving on from Overwatch. Oh. Tell us the other news. Oh. Oh yeah. You guys have never played these games, and I'm kind of surprised Andrew hasn't. I thought he did, uh, but it was recently announced. That 2K is releasing on September 13th in the United States. 
the, the NHL franchise, like all the games, like 2K12, no, 2K13, no, no, no. NHL, no, Wayne Gretzky, A- Andrew, <laughs> no, is he is he still play sports ball? Is, he, is that a thing? They are releasing what is known as Bioshock the Collection, <gasps> all three titles, yeah, with their DLC. All their DLC, so we're talking Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite, are going to be released on current-gen consoles in September. Uh, are they doing a upgrade to them at all? Uh, it will be graphically uh, remastered and upgraded. One of the big things, and I don't see this as too much of a complaint, is that Bioshock 2 actually did have a PvP component. That is not going to happen Okay. with this game. And honestly... It, you're not missing anything there. Yes. I, I did play that PvP. I met a few people online. And that was fun, but that's not what Bioshock that is. That was during the era, correct me if I'm wrong, where a lot of games were adding oh. in multiplayer just for the heck of it because that was the big thing at the time was yes. getting people to play online. Yeah, yeah. when, when uh, Bioshock 2 came out, that was during the, we finally got this online play working with the consoles. Let's get everyone playing everything. <laughs> right. And Bioshock is definitely not a game for that because it's a hugely story-driven series. And I'm really, really personally excited about this because, sadly, I never played Infinite. Mm-hmm. And I heard so much good stuff about Infinite and how wonderful the game was and how beautiful it is. And it's kind of got that steampunk look to it, which, you know, I love yes. steampunk. Yeah, that that is a... That is... That entire series has always looked really enticing. I have not mm-hmm. played them, though. I, I highly recommend it. So September 13th, uh, $60. Okay, so regular regular price for all three mm-hmm. games. All right, yep. very cool. I am very excited about this. Also very excited for Overwatch's competitive play, which should be starting uh, here soon. Bill! Hi. <laughs> Tell us. I might, I might pick up that Bioshock collection. I've never played any of them, but yeah, it might they're be. supposed to be really good. Yeah, might be worth it. Bill, might be worth it. would you kindly pick up some Bioshock? When you finally play the first game, you'll know what that means. I don't okay. get it either. Crawl out through the fall. All right, hey, Bill, you got some news this week? You never seem to have news. You got any news this week? I have news. What? We talked about cupping last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did have, he did have sorry. that. sorry. I blocked out the image of the cupping. Thank you for making it soar back into my brain. What's your news this week, Bill? We all know I'm a huge Transformers fan. Yes, and yes, you always play with the toys on live camera or microphone and I have to edit it out. That was a Dragon Zord. It wasn't yeah, a Transformer. That was power it still transforms. It does. Not bitter or anything. And do a I head guess, and torso guess, with stumps. <laughs> I guess getting irritated isn't going to get me anywhere. But. No, it's not. <sighs> Gotta learn to let it go, my son. <laughs> Are you constipated? Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about the wonders of my Lanta. <laughs> I have not collected in a long time until the uh, Generations Combiner Wars stuff came out. Yeah, that's because all the other Transformers have been garbage. They have. They've been really dumb for a very long time, ever since uh, Beast Machines. Yeah, I bought some, of the, some yes. of the starting stuff there, and uh, then I kind of lost track of it. I picked up some Armada when that... When, a little bit of Armada, a little bit of the movie... I forgot about Armada. Armada. A little bit of the movie stuff. It was, most of it was garbage. Yeah. And I just sort of drifted away. I was enticed back by Combiner Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Transformers Generations is kind of the overarching line, and then within it they have sublines like Combiner Wars. Right. And I love Gestalt's. Yes. Well, I thought I was going to be. Can I can I jump in for half a second? Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what the hell that German word is, um, you wanted to find that for them. Oh, we know what it is, but just in case. Gestalt. It's the robots that all fit together. Right. So, for example, uh, Devastator. Okay. Like, mo- the, mo- the most famous of them. Right, Absolutely. Right. Okay, go ahead. So I just um, want to make sure no one was lost. Yeah, I mean, the Scramble City style are the ones that can 
any part can be an arm or a leg, and they can go on any torso. But um, yeah, it's one size fits all in these. Right, except most of them, except Dev- except for Devastator. Devastator. Right, because he's like ten feet tall. Mm-hmm. And they also included a little bit of what would be called Target Masters, mm-hmm. small characters that would turn into weaponry mm-hmm. or armor, power packs. I guess Power Masters mm-hmm. even. Well, with uh, Sky Rain, which the core combiner is Skylinks, and the only one I don't have yet. Mm-hmm. With Skylinks, I thought I was done because they said they were ending Combiner Wars. Right. Then uh, they saw... Transformers Generations Titan's Return, I think okay. is what it's called, will be featuring Headmasters. Nice. Oh. I still have some Headmasters. Oh, Billy, 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 you're going to get some head, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm going to get some head. You're going to get a lot of head, apparently. Looks like there's uh, some little vehicles that come with Headmasters, mm-hmm. and the vehicle will transform around the Headmaster, or the Headmaster can drive it. Okay. Pilot it. Um, the one that I thought was kind of neat was like a little bird creature that the headmaster could ride on the back of. Mm-hmm. It was squeeze play uh, <laughs> originally. That sounds like some sort of weird, dirty he, sexual. He thing. had a he had a different name now, chop block or something. Much but, better, honestly. Uh, or smash bash or something like that. Uh, shake weight. Um, shake weight. Yes, I'm sure it's shake weight. <laughs> well, you oh said chop chop block, and I was thinking you'll like my nuts. <laughs> oh. Um, you know, the chop block's a wrestling move, not a chop a slap chop. Oh, and I was saying, okay, I was thinking of the slap chop. Um, I fucking love the slap chop. You just slap and you got nuts that are all crumbled up. It's you great. Gotta love your nuts. You gotta love your nuts. Um, Sorry. The little bird creature you can pilot can then, if you transform him with it, mm-hmm. it turns into a little T Rex. Okay. But this head will go on any other figure. Um, but I was looking at some uh, today and I saw the new Power Master Optimus Prime. They're calling him that. It looks like the Power Master, but it, he's actually a headmaster. The. Um, head that comes with him actually looks like Orion Pax's head. Nice. And then the Optimus helmet goes over nice. it. Nice, that's pretty damn cool, actually. Looks, yeah. Um, and then the other one they, they came out with is, and I think you're going to be excited about this, Andrew. Okay. Uh, Blaster. Nice. Fucking love Blaster. They've been making communication modes. Uh, this one had a laser beak. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little uh, forklift thing and turned into a bird and turned into a essentially a brick. Kind of like a cell phone mode, I guess it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And they're going to release a few more, and they all fit in Blaster's chest. Nice. Nice. Um, That's and, fantastic. And Blaster's Headmaster looks like the cartoon Blaster. Mm-hmm. And then the big body, uh, the helmet looks more like his G1 comic incarnation. Okay. Um, but it's only a half helmet, so the visor comes down over the eyes of any Headmaster you put in. The mouth is visible. Oh, neat. So it, it looks like it's, it might be pretty neat. Nice. Two questions. Okay. Scorponok. I just, just as I was sending Andrew the video of Blaster to look later, I saw a review of Titans Return Scorponok. Badass. Fortress Maximus as well? I do believe Fortress Maximus will be involved. Nice. Because Fortress Maximus was huge back in the day. Well, I mean, Scorponok, Fortress Maximus, hopefully we'll see maybe Metroplex and Trypticon. I would be all over Trypticon. Do we have an idea of release dates on any of those things? Well, uh, the video I was watching... Uh, was talking about getting them from uh, tfsource.com and bigbadtoystore.com. Okay. Um, so they are apparently available online right now. Oh, okay. I don't have dates for uh, commercial release yet. Oh, okay. Are they like going to wait until after BotCon? Or? From what I've seen, I think BotCon's, BotCon has already happened. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Because I was looking at the exclusives. Mm-hmm. They had a, I think it was a G2 version of Superion with all the G2 coloration. Oh, nice. And they also had a, uh, remember the Tripredicus Council? Yes. They have a combiner called Predicus 
that the the torso and the arms are the Tripodicus Council, um, Cicadatron, Sea Clamp, and Ramhorn. Okay. Uh, and the two leg pieces are car based on the Sunstreaker mold, but it turns into Ravage, mm-hmm. even with a cat head. I mean, you transform oh, them. And awesome. they took uh, the Rook mold and remolded it into Tarantulas, and he has Tarantulas' head. Okay. Very nice. To, to form Predicus, they call him. Nice. Why couldn't they have made a Predaking? Yeah, I mean, that would have been cool. That would have been awesome. It so, would have been pretty amazing. That's, yeah, mold, that's... Molding. Uh, they would have had yeah, molding. molding. It would have had been its own unique thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Devastator was. And yeah, because that's a six, that was a six combiner, right? It was a six combiner. It worked completely different than any, like, they didn't share arm leg pieces, I don't believe. Oh, no, I don't think so either. Predaking was just awesome. There is a, like, a third-party manufacturer that makes a Predaking. Yeah. But, I mean, you're looking at, like, a hundred bucks a, a component. Oh, God. Some of those third-party things are stupid expensive. There's a Dinobot combiner also. Um, Grimlock and Slag and Sludge. Never made um, sense Never makes sense to me to combine the Dinobots. They yeah. were never meant to. But again, those are like 150 bucks a piece, I think. Animation. USA. Animation. USA. Yes, that is the name of the newest episode. Koshi Rikto is drawing animation sequences of Nabashin, of all people. Looking as intense as Bill does in front of a steak and lobster dinner. Mm. And, <laughs> and uh, he kind of flips back and forth. He's in the zone. And after very sloppily then painting a picture of Excel, which looks really awful. Which, by the way, maybe this is because in the next bit he gives permission to turn Excel Saga into an Americanized Japanese animation film. Maybe making fun of like the fact that like Americanized versions like always kind of look fucked up and aren't as look as good as like regular anime. The Koshi Rikto was kind of... Looked a little different too. He did too. Not bad, but different. no, but definitely different. He looked a bit sharper. Yes, mm-hmm. a little yes. bit more detailed. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was what I thought was one of the first digs that they're going to take at animation in general in this episode. This episode oh. is full of little digs at everything, like, the, everything involving <laughs> animation. Yes, it's pretty great. Uh, Nabashin isn't happy about this, telling Ricto that he sucks before we go to the opening theme. Well, he was sucking at the voiceover work. <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant. <laughs> theme song! Uh, theme song! Wah! We start at Cross Headquarters, as we always do, and Il Palazzo <laughs> greets his minions with a Spanish greeting that translates loosely to Good day, Miss Excel Excel, and Hyatt with cheese. Well, I'm glad you translated it, because I don't know Spanish, and I wasn't going to try to answer I, I that. I knew that one. Yeah! I know a little Spanish. Yeah! Un poco. Un poquito. Uh, I took four years of Spanish, so I have to know at least know what cheese means. Me uh, amo Josue. That's I, about it. I'm a fat guy, so I know what cheese means in most languages. That's fairly true. <laughs> Excel and Hyatt are rightfully confused, and Hyatt points Paneer. out... <laughs> fromage. From, isn't that when you rub dicks together? Fromage? That's oh, when you rub dicks oh, that, together? Oh, that's frotage. Never mind. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I, I don't we were, know. I thought we were using uh, types of cheese. I've never been in... Mozzarella. No, that's different... <laughs> Cheddar. That's not, that's not what we're doing. Swiss. Wait, wait, wait. wait I've wait, never Swiss? been in a sex situation uh, more than salami. one dick. Haha, <laughs> we're doing this now. Bill. Ice cream. Oh, here we go. Meatballs. <laughs> Sandwich. Hot pot. Turkey leg. Gazpacho. Oysters. Josh is out. Uh, Spaghetti. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, right, we got to keep going. Yeah, let's um, get, yeah, let's get back on the show. Dan. Sorry, I've always, I've always wanted to play this game on the podcast. Uh, we need to just do a one-hour podcast of us doing that game. Uh, Excel and Hyatt are rightfully confused as Hyatt points out that his speech patterns are quote somewhat different. Uh, he clears his throat and resumes speaking English. Here's what I want: Japanese. Well, Japanese, but yeah, but English in the subtitles. Badly translated. 
Japanese. Um, question, Josh. You're That's expert. Mean. It's a dig at ADV. Yes. You are our expert. Was there a Spanish translation done of this? I don't know. Don't ask me. Oh, Lord, you're useless. Um, so here's my thought. If they ever did a Spanish translation, do you think that, like, how did they do that joke? Were they speaking instead in, like, really goofy English accents? Like, was Il Plaza doing that in that scene? Like, like and, what and, was... And, and bad, in, like, bad English? Or yeah. Or even bad, even worse Japanese? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't I mean, know. they came to America, so it makes more sense he was studying English and Spanish. That's true. Right. That's true. Right. Although, as we'll see, Excel tries to use both English and Spanish later <laughs> to a comical effect, and we'll get there shortly. Uh. Um, so this week, Il Palazzo wants the two ladies to go on a little business trip overseas. Yay! That's the plan. So Excel and Hyatt have completely different expectations. Excel shows up in a bikini on one half of a split screen while Hyatt is in a parka in a wintry Russian landscape. So that's telling us two things. Mm-hmm. One, Excel wants to vacation on a beach. Hyatt wants to obviously vacation in Russia in the dead of winter. Yep, yep. And I that. that Excel's a summer and Hyatt's a winter. It's true. She could just, it could just be a optimist and a pessimist. That could be. Or maybe Hyatt is constantly, like, huddled over and dying, so she just likes the warmth. She I think wants, there was She something... wants to be hydrogenically frozen? Yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> hey, if you have any other suggestions about that, what to take from that, please visit our forums. Let us know. Or tweet us at Tuning Japanese. Now a member of the Quest End Network. Yes. Where's the beefcase? <laughs> Not here. Since globalization... As part of Across's plan, they need to study other cultures, other cultures from different places. Mm, yes. So he's going to send them somewhere to learn, so Huzz- that way they can take it over. Huzzah! Huzzah! Uh, any guesses where they're going to go? Oh man, Panama would be nice. I mean, beautiful this time of year, mm-hmm. gorgeous, True. and now all that red. When you- Panama red. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means either. I don't do the drugs. I. T- I t- <laughs> Panama Red's a type of marijuana. I don't smoke, I don't smoke the ganjas. The, the ganjas. I like this plural. Uh, <laughs> Excel enthusiastically says that she'll go anywhere, uh, including a callback to the episode with Tetsuko and the paramilitary group. I don't know if you guys noticed that. The, the I saw that, yeah. Group. Hyatt points out to Excel that she doesn't have a passport. But can you guess how Il Palazzo solves that problem? <laughs> oh, I love this. It's a great scene. Uh, she says, well, I'll, I'll manage. I'll figure it out. Uh, no Palazzo has a way. He pulls the rope. And she falls all the way through the earth, which has nice labels, by the way, it's to help you out. Well uh, because it is not drawn well. <laughs> the <laughs> earth looks like the sun, really. Uh, we get labels like across, or- space, <laughs> the earth. Um, sorry, Earth Ball. Earth Ball. <laughs> Earth Ball is what they label it. Uh, mantle. As well as a strange bean-shaped spot, which is a question mark. Well, don't forget the label that actually says Excel. That's tracking Excel. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Progress. Yeah, this is the uh, this is moment one of lazy animation of this episode, where they take a, literally about a minute of time cutting back and forth between that map with one little dot moving and her following continuously in the same Isn't, pattern. Isn't uh, Ipalazzo and Kabapu from some weird underground civilization? I thought they were a space civilization. Um, I thought it was something more like Atlantean. Hmm. I thought maybe that was what the bean was. Maybe. It's possible. It's there possible. were weird green aliens in there. What were those things, Josh? Fuck if I know. <sighs> where, what about your wonderful pop-ups? I didn't watch them this time because you got so mad last time. Wait, wait, wait. I will solve this with what I do best. <sighs> so, so how's that supposed to solve that? It's vodka in my tummy. <laughs> but 
Anyway. Um, Taste that. No, I'm good. Um, so, <laughs> for some reason, Excel goes back to 1980s or early 1990s America? Isn't that about the time that came out? That is late, late 90s. Late 90s, but in so America, early 2000s. What time did it air in Japan? Mm, 99. 99, I think. 99. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're talking, yeah, a view of the 90s uh, United States. But first off, yeah, I do want to say that traveling between Japan and the United States through a hole <laughs> is very reminiscent of a classic trope done back in the day of, you know, when a character was digging a hole and they ended up in China. Yep. Well... Bugs Bunny or something. Quite honestly, yeah, Bugs Bunny or something. Quite literally, Japan turned it on its ear. It's true. And instead, it's now Japan to New York. Yeah, I love these little Easter eggs in here. Uh, kind of nods to classical, classic animation. And now I have something else I just realized. What's that? You remember how Il Palazzo had hired, some, in the last episode, some part-timers to dig the hole deeper? Yeah! Ah, that's kind of cool, actually. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, the Poochus, they dug a hole all the way through. Nice, I like that. Uh, so for some reason, Excel goes back to the, like I said, to the 80s America, and the streets are full of loafers with skateboards and boomboxes. Like, it's, it's totally 80s slash 90s. Loafers like shoes? No, like. Are they popular then? No, like. I was, it was more, Street it was, urchins. It was kind of like a Mark Twain ah. quote. Like in the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, where he describes the people of Arkansas in a not very flattering way. I apologize, Bill. And he calls them loafers who like chewing tobacco. Ow! Dude! He's about to go Vader time on you. I didn't I mean, even get to the part where they would drag, where they would tie a tin pan to a dog's tail uh, just right, to watch it kill itself. Watch it kill itself? Yeah. How does that kill a dog? Yeah, they just drag itself to death, apparently. Bill, would you do the I honors? don't know, it's Mark Twain, man. Bill, would you do the honors this time? No, I mean, that sounds kind of... I think so, too. Oh, my jaw. I, uh, no shit. I did spend part of my childhood chasing vultures with a machete. <laughs> Pre-kindergarten, folks. Um, I'm going to have to get a hold of Twain to, to and, give him some new material here. Dude, he's been dead for like a hundred years. Not zombie Twain. Uh, so the manhole cover <laughs> begins to shake in the middle of the street. And uh, yes, I said manhole, you dick. Gathered American crowd looks as confused and uncaring as Bill does every time we get together to record this episode. And Excel is shouting no. and, and gesticulating and looking for praise, just like Josh every episode. <laughs> so... It's, it's it's pretty accurate to our to our recording studio. Does that make you high it? I think it does. <laughs> I think it does, honestly. No, or the Amer little, or the American too hyper to be Hyatt. In one of the upcoming episodes... He does episodes, have wildly fluctuating breasts. <laughs> wait, yeah, yeah wait, did you notice wait. that her tits got bigger this time? No, yeah, it's they're they're, they're wait, more shapely. They're rounder than they've been. I'm gonna ignore that comment because I'm not sure what you're talking about. Excel says she recognizes the place as a slum, which is a great description. Uh, so this must be America, which we then get a blurred American flag with only three stars on it. Copyright, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> to, 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 to really make sure that this is America. Go USA. USA! USA! Oh! This is really appropriate. What's that? This is really appropriate that this is going to be the I know, this is our 4th of July, weekend. but not I, I really that, some 4th of July. I made that comment earlier, did you not yeah, catch it? I don't that? listen when you talk. Oh, <laughs> ouch. I had then how, how are you able to respond to the words that come out of my mouth? Uh, simple, what? Simple guessing. Uh, <laughs> Hyatt appears out of nowhere. I just say mean things that they usually line up. That's true. <laughs> Hyatt appears out of absolutely nowhere and wants to ease the crowd before they get their asses kicked. Uh, so, Excel introduces herself. Yo, yo, homies! Feliz Navidad! Me llamo Excel. 
You're my bitches! Ah, extreme racism. Oh. You know what's even funnier is when we switched over to the sub version yeah. and we listened to the original Japanese and it's even worse what she says. It's like, yeah. fuck you bitches and your mother's ass. Or, like she's, yeah. she's screaming English obscenities all over the place. It's pretty fantastic. It's, check it out. To which... Where was I? I <laughs> this was part of your binge, remember? I think you've been slowly trying to redact all that from your memory. I don't remember that. <laughs> See what well, I mean? It's like a Shioji bit. <laughs> To note, he's not in this episode. Thank God! Nor is he in the next episode either. Thank God! Nor in the next one either, I think. God, I thank the makers! They tell it, there's a, there's a good joke in one of the upcoming episodes where they're like, they talk about uh, the maker of whatever, referencing Shioji, and they're like, why isn't he in this, why isn't he in this episode? And one of the characters says, uh, voice actor budget cuts. <laughs> or voice actor budget or something like that. It was nice, a great joke. Nice. Uh, so one of the guys who responds, holds up a chain and says, shit! <laughs> so well that like, it makes me laugh uncontrollably when I first watch this again. Excel uh, says that she'll speak with sincerity to calm them by saying, yo mama is un pig! <laughs> Which I think is Bill's favorite line of the episode. <laughs> I did giggle. Holy shit, there's uh, a favorite line from Bill. Before Excel can be beaten to a pulp, the crowd is distracted by falling mm. papers of animation cells from Puni Puni Puemi? Because that makes perfect sense. Oh, of course it does! Don't you know? Every I don't. Everybody in the United States loves anime! I was right in yelling, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, so, yeah, that makes sense, actually. That makes a lot of sense that uh, they're playing up the idea that, like, hey, you fuckers will buy anything we throw at you. You're watching Excel Saga right now. Oh, God. Well, you know, think about uh, all those licensing practices in the late 80s and early 90s and what was brought over. And back then, that was some of the most shittiest of titles back then. It's so true. Oh, God. Sandora runs up and grabs her arms and saves them. Saves the day. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but do you know that Sandora is voiced by Tiffany Grant? No, you never have. Yeah. Tiff Dude, that Tiffany Grant also voicing. Well, she also does Matsuya and Kumi Kumi, the little mountain girl. I miss Kumi Kumi. Yes. You kind of have Sandora's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my real papa! Uh... Anyway, they go to an alleyway, you motherfucker, and Sandora asks if these two quote-unquote senoritas are okay. Fucker, I don't even know her. <sighs> and Hyatt appears to be dead, as usual. Uh, I love how Sandora assumes that two Japanese people, by the way, are involved in Japanimation and mistake them as cosplayers. I just love that. There is so much racism in this episode, or well, nationalism, or whatever you want to call it in this well, episode. I mean, she is green-eyed blonde girl, so I mean... And, and Hyatt's from Mars... So, well, I mean, are they really Japanese people? And if you honestly look at their outfits, too, I mean, if you ran into a couple girls dressed like that today, Andrew, wouldn't you think that they were cosplayers? Or hookers. Yeah, or hookers. Maybe <laughs> hookers. Or cosplay hookers. I mean, it's a thing now. Sandora. She says they're uniforms. Yeah, it's she not, does. It's call. not uniform. They're different. That's a really good point. Yeah, right? That's like the definition of the word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sandora then begs to learn the secrets of anime, and he takes them... Anime, sorry. Ar Mungo. Mungo. <laughs> are we, are we going to address Mungo, how Mungo. he pronounces it? Because it's terrible. Anime! Well, I meant... What, oh, God, no. Japanimation. Yeah, no, he doesn't say Japanimation, though. Yeah, they say that other like, way. Like, he that really, really... How does he say it? Get... He focuses on the first syllable really bad. He says Jap animation. Jap animation, okay. Which is... Not 
text Julie the same thing. I mean, it. Wow, did we go back to World War Two? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like he's saying Japanimation, as in like a portmanteau. Japanimation. He's saying Jap. Those Japs cartoons. I mean, what? that's kind of how he's. They all say it that way too, and it's. And I, I, I'm wondering if that's a uh, dig at the thought that there's a lot of racism in this country. I suppose it might be. Maybe that would be a, that'd be a really subtle one. And I think it's a really good one. I mean, more and more when you watch this series, you're realizing the intelligence of the humor. Oh, no. It, the, the humor itself is very, very smart. Multiple levels, even. Not all of it, but much of it is very smart. Oh, the I, people do throw up in people's faces. That's true. Well, <laughs> yes. But, like, if you think of any, like, really good comedy, there's always that mix. Like, you think mm-hmm. of something like Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall had some really interesting things that actually... Did take a little bit, like even Monty Python. Like there were little oh, things, yeah. like, like maybe we'll go with Monty Python. Absolutely. Like that have things that you had to think about, but also had really stupid, ridiculous things. Bad kids in the hall, chicken lady. Yeah. Yes. I, why were we yes. that? Get out of my head, Bill. <laughs> get get lady out of my head. Ah, even even that, Chappelle show. Yes. You know. Oh, Chappelle show. I probably could have gotten in trouble for it, but one year we were doing satire, and I showed the clip of him as the uh, thinking he was the white. KKK member. Yeah, was, oh, dear because it's the blind black white. Because supremacist. it's an absolutely brilliant piece of satire. But it is. I mean, Dave Chappelle is a comedian, or whoever wrote that sketch. I assume Chappelle was a genius. Oh, absolutely. Not yeah. just that sketch, but that one is probably the uh, the keystone of just how funny he is and how clever yeah. he is. Yeah. This is one of those moments of subversive humor mm-hmm. and and good satire, and even more so, it's even playing up to the whole idea. Of what this episode is about, right. making fun of tropes—not necessarily of American animation, but tropes of anime set in the United States. If it's intentional, it's a really well placed joke and, and subtle, and it's very subtle. Uh, so we go back to Sandora's apartment. <clears throat> He's living in an apartment by himself. So is Sandora living alone in America? Just it looks like it. That's- yeah. Like, he, he, he seems very adjusted. Like, they're sitting in this little studio apartment, and he walks with, like, little coffee mugs. Like, he's got he's got dishes. <laughs> so did Gomez send him away? Is it gets a little kinda... bit explained. But my question is, how the fuck is Sandor understanding, not only understanding, but fluently speaking Japanese to excel in Hyatt? Do not use the Pedro excuse. Pedro was gone six months. Simple. They John Crichton and Aaron soon came down. They had a little bot injected them with the nanos that make them speak every every language, and they're good to go. Babblefish in the air. Are you talking nerd shit again? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about too. <laughs> so his room is full of anime posters, and he's come to New York. We've established. I think I think they say New York actually in the dialogue. Wait, I was going to answer that question for real. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh. Well, Pedro went to Japan. He had to learn Japanese before he went, probably. He probably didn't pick it up by immersion, or at least not entirely. Maybe him and Sandora were working on it together. Yeah! So he could learn before he went over. I don't buy that excuse. Or how about the fact that he's obsessed with Japanese anime, so he probably watches subtitled Japanese anime until he learns the language. You know what? Let me introduce you to a bunch of my friends that watch nothing but the subs and ask them if they've uh, learned the language yet. And they'll all go, Koso Kawaii! (laughs) And no, Kawaii does not work. Does that count? Uh, Anyway. Or Oni-chan or Onesan. He came to New York, as he says, to become a professional soccer player at like eight years old. Like In New York? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a professional soccer team, does it? Sandor doesn't know any better. Yeah, Amer- major does leagues. America have a... Um... Yeah, not in the state. Yes, because obviously soccer is the sport of the United States. It is. It really is. But now he works as a slave drawing animation cells. Oof. And again, this is another jab. I think this whole segment is another jab at animation companies. We see, you know, the, him like saying, like he basically goes on this whole tirade about saying, oh, "Isn't it true that Japanese animators make the most money of anyone in Japan?" And Hyatt and Excel are like, mm, "No, yes, no." So I think I think the animators had some fun, and the, and oh, the they were even were they having, were going, they were yeah. having a little bit of fun with this because yes, scene. I think what was it? That I saw something that animators. In Japan, make about the equivalent of like twelve thousand dollars a year, and the working conditions are terrible. They, they work um, six days a week. There was an episode of Sailor Moon that talked about this too. Do you remember, Bill, the episode where it was uh, Maxfield Stanton one, where Nephrite gave, uh, I think there were there were pencils and imbued the pencil with the power of his like whatever power, uh, his zodiac power, or whatever, mm-hmm. and th- there were these two animators that were working in this animation studio on the Sailor V movie. And they, the one was sneaking using the pencil because it gave her power, and they, the entire thing was just making fun of like the fact of how bad animation like was and how hard working it was and how it was just it roughly, things. roughly. I don't remember it really well because it's been a long time since I watched Sailor mm-hmm. Moon. And here's an even more interesting uh, thing. Unlike here in the United States, where voice actors are kind of a secondary mm-hmm. medium of acting. Um, Japan, their voice actors are like superstars. That's kind of cool. It's it's crazy. Like, if you're like a well-known voice actor in Japan, you do, yeah, you get paid shitloads of money, more than like your live action actors. There's constant shit that you're doing for your show, like, like um, live readings of mm-hmm. scripts, acting in the musical versions of your, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, man, I should have focused on going to Japan. So they ask him if he's poor after they have a conversation about the fact that he has left his parents. Um, But he corrects them and says that Mama and Papa are living in the life of wine and roses. Uh, Anime fall. Yeah. Uh, Sandor recounts then a story of what happened to his father, Pedro, because... He's not the real papa, the one who is with his mama right now. Oh, okay, I was about to ask. So he tells us, yeah, so he tells the story of Pedro and tells them that Gomez has a gambling problem, apparently, which is new to me. That's new. They added that little caveat. Well, you Um, know, they just make him shit anyway. Well, you know. Uh, He lost his job, he lost his money, and now he wants to support his mama. Well, Sandoro does. That's why he came here. He wants to make up where, where Gomez failed. It's a sad story. Really, it is. It's uh, kind of dark. It oh. is. When we get to episode 20, which we're going to somewhat gloss over, and hopefully, fingers crossed, fans, we've got something really cool planned for episode 20. It's another clip episode. We'll talk about the clip episode, but we've also got something else potentially in the works. We're not going to reveal anything until it's finalized. i got to um, tell them, fart contest. Oh, why'd you get... <laughs> oh, man. Wait a minute. I thought we were going to do an hour-long uh, competition on the game. That's why I said fart contest. No, not the uh, fart contest, the word association game. If we had farts that could say words, that would be amazing. Uh-huh. So, he recounts the sad... St- Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's impression of the pop-up videos that you should have been watching. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wait. Thank you. Spaghetti. <laughs> I'm eating spaghetti through my eyeballs. Uh, Sandora and the boss seem to get along. 
But I can't help noticing the scar across his left eye and how ominous that is. Like, that's, that is, that, there's something wrong here. And that's the boss. That's, uh, Corleone. That's, voice. that's racist. <laughs> Prejudiced. He's got a scar in his eye. It does make him a bad guy. Sure it does. No. The only, the, the only person I've ever seen with a scar in their eye in media that wasn't bad was Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. Well, there you go. I mean, Dr. Evil's not that bad. <sighs> Corleone, Josh? Voiced by John Swayze. Which is a reference, by the way, and I didn't need the public video for this. We all knew it, I'm sure, to Vito Corleone from The Godfather. God, this is a good movie. Movie cast. Moving on, cast. I think they have that. <laughs> Probably true. Move cast. Move cast. Movement cast. The flop house. Michelle Obama. The the move campaign. Anyway, uh, I the... was making a poop joke. Oh, of course you were. Highbrow versus lowbrow. I was trying to make a. Olsen twins joke about Michelle. Nice. But I can't remember what Michelle... How rude... No, that was Stephanie. You got no, it, dude. You, you got, got it, dude. dude. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Uh, the animator boss, this this guy Corleone, uh, congratulates this eight-year-old on scoring two cosplaying weirdos at once. <laughs> it's like a reverse Shioji, who thankfully, like I said before, isn't in this episode. We all know from the media, when it's older women and underage boys, it's okay. <laughs> Rape is never okay. Uh, as a teacher, I'd like to point out that that is not okay. So like the good Italian stereotype mob boss that he is, he wants the goods, quote-unquote, <laughs> and he takes the drawings and uh, praises these key animations. Excel and Hyatt point out that digital animation is taken over from old-fashioned cell animation, which freaks the hell out of the boss. <laughs> I smell a rat. I do love uh, how they uh, show <laughs> us that it's digital by it's that so extreme, extreme close-up into Hyatt, and you see, you see the, the pixels. pixels in her eye. I, I have to ask you guys this. Mm -hmm. After they did that, do you see the pixels in the rest of the episode? I don't, actually. I, I, there are moments where I'm like, I see the pixels there, I see the pixels there. <laughs> oh my god, it is dim. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, that's... Fuck! That's weird! Yeah, no. Also, I want to address the uh, elephant in the room. It's back there with, no, the, no, not with the Halloween I'm talking about the episode. <laughs> that was a Zootopia joke. <laughs> Meredith. Happy birthday. Birthday. <laughs> no, but the... Uh, it's actually a really great movie. The, yeah, I'm the sure show is. that Sandora is animating. Okay. Pony Pony Poemi. Yeah. All right. So Pony Pony Poemi actually is, in fact, a two-episode OVA. It's a spinoff of Excel Saga. I've been looking for it like crazy. Um, that's because it was licensed by ADV before it uh, dissolution, before mm -hmm. it fell apart. Back in, uh, this show was actually made in 2001, two years after the Excel Saga anime. But here was the thing. Whereas Funimation picked up the rights for Excel Saga, Puni Puni Poemi did not. It is actually currently without ownership in the, uh, in the United so, States. So it's in limbo. Kind it's, of, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like it's like the the Dark Crystal uh, sequel. It's it's in uh, limbo. It's in it's in uh, development hell. Oh, why did I talk about that during my nerd news? Anyway, yeah, uh, the, the, the Dark <clears throat> Crystal book. Go check that out. Yeah, but. What I wanted to point out was that Pony Pony Poemi is a take on the magical girl genre, mm -hmm. but it's once again it satirizes uh, tropes of Japanese animation as well as uh, all American animation. It is a pure JC staff creation, and at this point, when this episode was running, it was nothing more than a joke. And Shinichi Watanabe later went and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make it." So. He starts to threaten the two women. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently hitting Excel off camera, by the way. 
They, I don't. I thought they were implying it, but actually he was just pushing them out the door. Yeah, but then later on, when she when he literally kicks her, she says, "Why are you only hitting me?" So it does make me think that like there is more abuse. This is the episode of like abusing women and children. Again, I think your reflection's off because you you made it sound really like depressing and sad. Because she's like, "Why are you only hitting me?" And really, yeah. it was more like, "Why are you only hitting me?" Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's not a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Drama. Oh my god! Can we reenact Excel Saga, the Lifetime movie? Okay, uh, if uh, anyone out there wants to write the fan fiction that that takes Excel Saga into the Lifetime, we will literally read. <laughs> it all or part of it as a bonus episode. I will read it and I will publish what, it as an episode. Someone please what, create this what, for what, me, what, please. What would be the the title? Because it always was not like, without my Martian princess. <laughs> <laughs> One woman's glory. Whole. <laughs> oh. oh. Emerging from the pit. Oh God! Down the, the glory hole. <laughs> she goes down the glory hole. <gasps> yeah, yeah, it has to have like a like a her. Uh, her, her rise from the pit, or, or uh... does she does she shoot Il Palazzo at the end because she's in an abusive relationship? That's yeah. I think that's, no, she sets his bed on fire. Oh, please write this for me, please! I want to read the story so bad. Write this fan fiction, someone. She cuts his wiener off and throws it in the cornfield. I will give you full credit on the episode. Oh my god! After after unsuccessfully throwing it out once because she forgot that she had the window up. <sighs> Guys, do you hear that? What? That's the sound of this podcast derailing. Um, so. <laughs> So he shoves them out the door and tries to play nice with Sandora, but obviously something's up. And Sandora, as we'll find out, is on to him as well. In the alleyway, he threatens them to stay away from Sandora and then boots Excel, to which we already talked about. Why are you only hitting me? Yeah. Inside the car, our friend Corleone makes a mysterious phone call about using Sandora's drawings for something. And Excel is comically on top of the car, listening in. And when they speed off, she goes flying off the car. Yeah. Uh, but very nefarious. Yes. And uh, one of the best parts of the episode, uh, we get a scene with Pedro's wife and Gomez. Oh! <laughs> She's crying and, like, clinging to his leg and saying, you know, hey, that's the money that Sandora sent for me so I can sit around and be lazy and do nothing. <laughs> God, I don't, I don't want to say it. They're making another um, stereotypical... Comment. Maybe. If, if they are, it told me about, like, stay-at-home moms or housewives. Not... Yeah, we'll go with that. I apologize to any of our stay-at-home moms who are listening. No, I'm saying... We did not make this I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying I agree fathers. with it. I'm saying that... Yeah. If, if they are, I don't think it's a racial thing. I think it's a... Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. He belittles her while he's counting money, by the way, and looking at, like, uh, gambling cards. I don't know what the fuck he's looking at. Probably, but... probably like a track report. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably something like that. Yeah, he belittles her and says he's gonna gamble it and, uh, you know... And make more money. Make so more money so she can, yeah, be lazy do nothing. And then, to keep up with the theme of abuse of women, he strikes his wife. Pedro shows up and he's on fire with anger. Also corporeal. Yes. <laughs> uh, which we'll get to in a moment. I love his wife's line when she says, It's my dear dead husband! It's great. Fantastic. Now we get a cut card. Yes! Finally and to the break point. It seems like we've been here three hours. It's because we have. And unlike <laughs> normally, where we only get a minor Pedro segment, we get a very long extended Pedro segment. I, think I guess it's it makes because we realize that, this, that if, of anything plot-wise, this has been the most consistent. And it is a Sandora episode. Yes. Spotlight episode. So right. it makes sense. Gomez is confused, and the great Will the Macrocosm shows up, chastising him for taking advantage of his friend. 
Pedro training montage time, guys. All right, and it's that's what definitely that's what I was gonna say. It's Rocky, and apparently training in a Rocky like manner resurrects you. Yeah, this is the second time in this anime we've had a Rocky reference. I feel like we had one not that third Rocky reference. Not counting the movie with Cher, Sylvester Stallone, Bill beat me to it. Yeah. Uh, so he Good. drinks some uh, raw eggs with sorta. He spits them up. I wanted to point out that there was actually a stock yes, photo of yes. a glass of egg, of raw egg. That I, I love when it sounds that. fucked up. It's yeah. great. It's fun. I love those little bits of like, we don't want to animate this. Let's just, let's just eggs floating in it. That's going to be difficult. Let's just, let's just throw it Take a, a picture of it. Exactly. He's running in a jumpsuit. A la Rocky, and as he starts running, he starts materializing! And in front of kids. Yeah, well, like in Rocky. When Rocky's running down, and people are chasing after him, and he speeds up, yeah, and like, they're, he they're bolts ahead of him. after disembodied limbs. Well, they're no, slowly no, materializing into a headless a, corpse. Into yeah. a headless corpse. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're following this freakish phenomenon. I mean, I would follow that around, I gotta say. Oh, yeah, Honestly, true, Honestly, I'd be true. like, what the I fuck mean, is going on? I gotta... Yeah, I gotta see it too, man. Yeah, so, uh... With, with my cell phone, and I'm putting hmm. that shit up on YouTube and Facebook... I'm calling a code Z. He lets out a shout of happiness, raising his so hands over his head. And then Bill shoots him in the head because he said code Z. Oh. No, absolutely. If I see a headless corpse running down the street, code Z. <laughs> in 100 words, can you describe to me, Agent Bill, what code Z is? It's zombie attack. Thank you. All right, so... <laughs> zombie attack. Two words. Nice. Two words. Yeah, me and some friends had set up that code just in case. Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. So, instead of fighting... More importantly, it was when we did the anti-Code Zeds, when it's like, hey, they're going to have a zombie walk downtown. Nobody shoot anybody. (laughs) You know, a a bunch of my friends from the haunted house do those. So please don't shoot them in the head, or else, you know, I I won't have... Yeah, but if I'm just, like, hanging out downtown having lunch... If you do... And all of a sudden, here comes this horde of zombies, I'm going to do something. If you do, can you please do me the favor? You're probably going to jump in your car... Get your wife and your daughter and head to the hills. No, no. Do me a favor. My gun, if you're going to shoot them in the head, play the Leslie Hall song <laughs> about the zombies and, and while you're doing so, because that would at least make me happy. So instead of fighting, the three of them are sitting at a coffee table drinking coffee and having snacks. Yeah. Gomez complains that the flashback was too long, just like this episode. And Pedro doesn't care. Those numerous trials have changed Pedro. Yeah, and when Pedro has finished his coffee, he will show you his wrath. And you see, those numerous trials that we've gotten to this point has changed this podcast for the better. It's true. And when we are done with our coffee, we will show you our wrath. We are... Internet! We we are all such good friends now. We love and hate each other even more because we shut ourselves in this little room. Drinking coffee. I don't drink coffee. And having snacks. Yeah, um, I think he's got a sorry, little a little Felicia. bit of whiskey left. Bye-bye, Felicia. Uh, so <laughs> no, we say that to her all the time. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Uh, so anyway, Pedro's wife... She actually wi- listens to the podcast. Really? She doesn't even like anime. Doesn't even know anything about anime. I mean, she's 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 a sports-type girl. But no, I told her that we were in the basement. I feel, like, goes, I feel like... She goes, like- with snacks? And I'm like, no, Felicia, we don't have... You guys need to have snacks. Then yes. I will listen to your podcast. Nice. Pedro's wife calls him awesome. A good audio. <laughs> and his eyes go all shiny, sparkly white. Uh, this goes on for uh, in a similar way for a while, but not too long to become annoying, in my opinion. I thought it was it was just right. He's got the eye of the tiger, Andrew. He does have the eye of the tiger. Oh, Palazzo has eyes of the tiger. He does, literally. Yeah, I, I was thinking more of a panther. Puma. Wow. Snake. Jaguar. Ooh, snake. Yeah, because his eyes are kind of flat and soulless. 
No compassion. Well, the great will of the macrocosm. <laughs> Fuck it, fairy. Well, the great will of the macrocosm believes that this is getting annoying because she says, "Stop the slurping and start the fighting." Uh, wow, is what she said? Yeah, yeah. So now Bashin is in a water car <laughs> for some reason. No, it's the got a plane car. It's the Mitsubibi that fell into the. Oh, he, there he, is I, some continuation see, there. Yeah, he's he's actually. He's pissed that there has been no plot, so he's creating a fucking continuity, goddammit. Well, that's interesting. He's I guess forcing I didn't catch continuity that. at this point. Okay. So, I guess it makes sense that they're in the car, uh, or he's in the car, rather. He says that Pedro is not ready to fight that Gomez. No, he, he's he's actually admonishing the will. Yeah, and uh, presumably it's because that they have nine more episodes to go and they want to stretch the storyline out as far as possible. Right, that's how I took it. Possible, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, we need continuity, damn it. So we go to the docks. Uh, there's a strange chant about stolen tea bags and underwear well, from the mobsters inside the warehouse. Don't you know, anytime you want to do a shadowy deal in the United States, it's at an abandoned warehouse along the docks. It's true. Actually, no. No, you can do a whole shit ton of different shady deals at a lot of different locations. I mean, there's that shadowy unlit garage park. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the basement. Mm-hmm. There's a field you could do a trade-off at. You know, there's your mom's house. I mean, there are plenty of places. There's Subway. Wait, God, yes, yeah, Subway. Wait, hang on. That underground bar that also doubles as that did, underground did fight club where you fight house? your imaginary friend. Oh, I didn't say your mom's house. Jeez, <laughs> the set of the Cosby show. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, good Lord, the ducks. So the man from before, uh, Corleone, yells at the end of the song and says, just kill them all, which is followed by rapid gunfire and screams of agony. Yeah, that was a Greek chorus. Um, I didn't get their names. I'm sorry. The man, Corleone, meets a blonde man who is named... Big Josh. Big Dick. <laughs> he, big Dick. And he's voiced by Andy McCavin, who, if you remember... Has a big dick. <laughs> and did the voice of Tetchko. Ah, Tetchko. Yeah. Right. Tetchko had a big dick. So well, Tetsuko is back in the form of a mobster? Possibly. Huh. Uh, so they meet and... uh I don't know what was. They commiserate... about Applehead. Oh. May tell. Yeah, may tell. The two commiserate about their past heists. Pineapplehead. Yeah. yeah, they got out of the cartels and they had the devil's luck. <laughs> with, with the ha-has over their head, literally. Yeah. Uh, they want the key animations for Pooty Pooty Puemi. They've got yes. a deal to finish. Uh, there's a showing of money, $1 million, for the drawings. And uh, this is the only time, by the way, Bill, that $1 million makes sense because they're in America. They're right, in the right. States, yeah. So they're interrupted by Sandora. <gasps> Who's uh, wondering why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, he kind of learns that the animation cells he worked his entire time at that apartment, that studio apartment. In the United States. In the United States, away from his mama and his papa. As of the U.S. An, as an eight-year-old when he traveled there to be a soccer star. Uh, he learns that they're being sold on the black market, as well as eBay. He got and, paid for him? Fuck it. Did yeah, he, though? He probably got paid I don't very know. bad He's supposed to be. Yeah, but his whole thing was he wanted to see it made into an actual anime. And no, his whole thing a, was to make money for his mom. And he wanted to be Thrill. a famous animator. Yeah, he wanted to be an animator. So he had two dreams. Two dreams. To dream be, number one. That's to, okay. He's got be, money for his mom. To be a man. No, dream number one was to be a famous American soccer player. It was that. And then two, to be a famous Japanese. And wow, Sandora, you have got to get better dreams. So the moral of the story is never follow your dreams. It'll never happen. So. What? No, the moral of the story is if you get paid to practice what you want to do, that's a pretty good deal. Don't fuck it up. If he's that good at eight, Sandra? he'll totally make decent money when he's an adult. With the mob? 
whoever. Alright. So apparently counterfeiting cells is far more valuable than making anime then? I guess. If you're paying an eight-year-old, sure. Okay, on the black market in eBay in 1999, I suppose. Uh, Fair enough. Sandor is then told that he can't make Japanimation. Sorry, Jap animation. Oh! Uh, because he lives in America! <gasps> Which actually. Shock! He starts screaming yeah, shock he, he like makes, his mother. Yeah, it makes him go into a Pedro or a Pedro Sexy Wife's sort of shock moment. Actually, uh, Pedro's with, Sexy X by the. Uh, yes, by, by, the, by credits, the credits. With a huge lightning bolt animation and everything. Shock! Uh, shock. When the exchange is finally made, something's wrong with the cells. Mm. And we see that they've been swapped with Samurai M cells. I can find Be- this. Better than samurai stem cells, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I want samurai stem cells, man. That would be awesome. Predisposition, uh, hard work, actually doing his job that, that he said he would do. All things Fuck. that you should totally do. That'd be amazing. I'll get on that. I got a procrastination problem. Oh, okay, I'll take care enough. of it later. Over After Overwatch. I got yes. samurai stem cells. D- do you? Yeah, actually, he did get stem cells, remember? Oh, that's true, that's true. Oh, that's... <gasps> that's why that one week you ran around trying to tell us, like, the Bushido code. Okay, <laughs> now it makes total sense. So Sandora made the switch, apparently, when he realized that he was being lied to. So the deal's off! Guns are drawn! And then... Excel <gasps> rises, shouting from off-camera, just like Sailor Moon. It's a monologue. It's a great monologue. The cardboard moon drops behind her. Yeah, yeah, yep. he, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a moment before that, but I love that moment when the, when it does <laughs> drop. The crowd of people are angry. They're shocked. They're elated also because one of them says, "Hey, it's a cosplayer." Uh, <laughs> then we get the lowered crescent moon with Excel wearing Odongos, uh, and she says that both limes? American Wait, Odongos. Yeah, she got the Odongos. The She's limes. Got, yeah, the limes. The, the, okay, the yeah, and, yeah. We need to point that out that it's. These Odongos are limes and uh, wheat shoots. Yeah. Shoots of wheat. Yeah, apparently in this warehouse they have some food and or you know, some things being shipped and they just she just found whatever hey, was laying what? around. You, you know what? Produce can be sent out on the black market. That, that, it can be. It's being shipped. People are writing limes and wheat fucking. Oh my god! Okay, so if you want to <laughs> no, write bad no, fan fiction no, too. No, don't. Just, I will no, I will just, read that no, on uh, No. She says that both American animation and anime have their good points. Which is what is so great. There's no limits. And she does the whole Sailor Moon hand thing, and it's and by the name in the name of the tunes. Yes, I will punish you. Yes, I like that's probably my favorite. That's line amazing. Of the episode. She goes full on Sailor Moon finger point because that pisses Excel off. She says, which if if Sailor Moon had ever said like because that pisses me off, that'd be amazing. Yes. And then, and then what was it? Uh, Big Dick starts talking about how that's Jap animation. Yes, he says. He says that's something. Oh God, I, remember. I just said Jap. I meant to say <laughs> Japan animation. Jap animation. Yeah. She, he yeah. says, "Oh yeah, that's from that anime Sailor Goon with a uh, gunshot so I, over the Sailor Moon." Because I'm assuming copyright. Yeah, it's copyright. They're trying well. to do everything they can just not get sued. The previous line is my second favorite li- uh-huh. f- favorite line because this is my favorite line. We all laughed at this shit. Excel goes. I wanted to do that part, but it was dubbed in Canada. Yeah, something similar. She says, that's a kid's show, isn't it? And she gets really indignant, like most anime fans do, when they are told that their stuff is for kids. Right. And you not and all, all, of us, all of us included. That's not a dig at any anime fan. Um, and she says, no, no it isn't just for kids. I wanted to be on that show when it was being dubbed in Canada. Fucking awesome. They reference Deke. I love it. I made some research. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I believe... I don't know this for a fact, but yeah. I believe, as I read, was that the Japanese actress that was Excel was yeah. Sailor Moon. So really? So a similar joke 
Not, not exact, but similar. Okay. Joke. Oh wow, that's that's fantastic. cool. That's really neat. I like that. That's a neat wow. little uh, and... Easter egg. All right, so then we go to a scene. This is a great scene too, where yes. we get the Japanese animation rules. Rule number one: bullets never hit the main character. Rule number two: brought to us by Good Excel. Ah! Oh my god, I'm so excited! It's wow. Good Excel. It's good and bad Excel. I was wrong. I'm so sorry. I thought that we never heard from them again. Good Excel says, uh, brings up the cue card and says, rule number two, uh, lots of meaningless explosions. So they apparently also along the lines of the Michael Bay rule. And then, sorry, rule, <laughs> rule number three brought to you by Bad Excel. Anime can get pretty graphic. Uh, <laughs> which I love. Which is just, it, Yeah, we just see Hyatt, Hyatt come up to Corleone and then we cut to Excel explaining that, and we're just hearing horrific shit happen. Yeah, and then she falls over, but nothing happens to Corleone. Yeah, um, and I have to say that that's a great dig, especially there was a lot of anime that came out in the mid and late 90s mm. that was extremely graphic. Uh, once again, what comes to mind, the OVA that is so horrible that I don't think we should ever watch it, uh, Genocyber yeah. comes to mind. That's some violent shit. Stuff like MD Geist as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some really All that U.S. Manga Core stuff that came out. <sighs> well, Vampire Hunter D is pretty violent. It's only oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and Kira. That, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely Kira. But that's definitely during the time where, you know, since then, a lot of anime has backed off on... Even Princess Mononoke is pretty pretty graphic. It has right. I mean, there, there are still some graphic series out there, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, that... Uh, I know it's something Parasite. I can't think of the full name. Parasite Eve? No, not Parasite Eve, but like... I know what you're talking about, because I've seen... It's on a lot of Watch Mojo yeah. lists. I actually want to see that series, but a lot of animes nowadays are not nearly as violent. No, nowhere near. Uh, American animation rules. So now we're going to get the other side of the coin. Yay! She, uh, she Excel flies all Wonder Woman style across the screen. And she's and we get, very detailed. Oh, yes. It's very much more the American style of like comic book kind of drawing in very a way. Much. Rule number one, the heroine's punch is extremely lethal with all kinds of the wonderful Batman, like, 60s or Ooh. 70s or whenever that was released. Uh, kind of pow, Biff. Biff! Wait, wait. Bill, shall we demonstrate? Frog! <laughs> Zort! <laughs> Blark! Rule number two. The rules can change at any moment, a la Looney Tunes. We get a little bit of a Looney Tunes thing where they drop a crate uh, with, a, with a little pulley system on top of the car, and it smashes flat. Rule number three. Excel comes out dressed like Mickey Mouse. You want to talk about worried about uh, copyright and getting sued. This is where yeah. you're really worried. She has mouse-like ears. Yeah. I'm a little afraid we said Mickey Mouse on our podcast. And we're going to get sued. We're going to get sued. No, my lord master. I swear we're not disparaging you in any way. Uh-huh. Rule number three. <sighs> he has passed over us. We're good. Even beating bad guys can be full of humor, to which we get a, a mouse. <laughs> it's what? Do you have to, like, sacrifice a rabbit and smear its blood over your doorframe? Uh, also, it has to be a pig. <laughs> oh, no! A cat. <laughs> Not a duck. Not a duck. Yeah, a duck, but a black one. Oh. And a brown mouse. So then we cut to a scene of Hyatt is sleeping beauty in a forest and the fireworks over the Disney castle. No, 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 um, it's not the Disney castle. Just a castle. Sorry, just a castle. <laughs> just happens to be fireworks over a castle. Well, it has nothing to do with Walt Disney. The, the, ca- the castle's over Well, some dead chick lays out some animals. Yeah, the castle's yes. over Disneyland and Walt Disney World are very specific. You better catch a few more rabbits on the way home. Jeez. Aftermath uh, of this whole thing. All the baddies are tied up. 
And Sandor is happy, regardless of the fact that he was told that he can't make anime anymore. <laughs> um, that's okay, because he's going to go back to Mexico, and he's going to grow up to be a soccer player. Because, as go. this episode has taught me, do what you want. As long as it is appropriate to your nationality. <laughs> ah! oh. um, and that's, they, what, that's what I've learned. That, that was the moral of the story. It, it is the moral It really story. was. Excel and Hyatt, pop open the uh, sewer... Yeah. A sewer lid? And just jump back to Japan. Um, <laughs> now, here's my problem with this. The mobsters soon get free. Like, oh, like immediately after Excel. Yeah, the ropes just fall off. Yeah, they just fall off. They just wound the ropes around them. They didn't even bother tying it. They're like, no, no, they tied them with a bow. They're like, when that, when those girls leave, we're just going to kill that fucking kid. And that's what happens, sadly. It is really a depressing scene as they corner Sandora. Sandora screams no, and the gangsters shoot an eight-year-old to death. That is fucking dark. Wow, we live in a pretty fucked up country by Japan standards. Well, by... And, and I'm not going to get into a political talk. So the animation cells fly up dramatically, and we cut back to Il Palazzo, who's learning English, and this could literally be my favorite line of the entire episode. When he's reading the book, he says, My name is Il Palazzo. I am very coquettish. And I died laughing. You did, and I don't know what coquettish means. I know what a croquette is. It has nothing to do with a croquette. Coquettish. I don't know it. What's a coquette? How do you not know the word? I don't know the word. (sighs) Must Webster define it for you? Okay. All right. Come on, Mr. English teacher. Gary Coleman? Coquettish. Adjective. Behaving in such a way as to suggest a playful sexual attraction. Semicolon flirtatious. Oh, he's a slut. Oh, fuck. Um, A cum dumpster. No, no, that is not what coquettish means. A dick muppet. No. (laughs) (laughs) A dick muppet? Now you're just making shit like that. No, that is not a thing. A loose clam. Oh, good lord. <laughs> wow. Excel, speaking of loose clams. A ex- sloppy ex- ham sandwich. Ex- speaking of a sloppy ham sandwich, ex- uh, Excel and Hyatt come flying back in. Yay! And, uh, the same way they entered. They did. Uh, up in the air, drop kick in the air. He asked if things were productive. They said that uh, they saved a person, which is really ironic because they didn't in sad depressing. I mean, they did no, for a while. They fought bad guys. They did for a while. As far yeah. as they know, they did. Yeah. That's true. I guess it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Sailor Moon always saved Molly, but, like, she's probably got, like, years of therapy ahead of her from constantly being drained by negaverse monsters. Well, would, uh, and probably would, pregnant, too. Probably. <laughs> probably, too. There was a weird reason why I decided to date Melvin. Because <laughs> he seemed the safest. Because every man I ever ran into was some sort of hideous monster. He'd support my family. My well, family. hi, Molly! Anyway, uh, <laughs> so... Oh, good lord. Uh, when asked what America is like, she recounts... That's why it's Yoji's to start a club. Oh, good lord. When asked what America is like, she recounts their experiences, painting America as the, as the uh, stereotypical cesspool that it is. El Palazzo isn't happy with that, and his response is to send Excel back. Good call. Uh, she lands in a desert-type thing, where we get sandworms and a statue, and we talked about, this is kind of a mixed reference. Yeah, kind of a... A wasteland. Kind of like Dune. A Dune, because there's sandworms. Yeah. Kind of the apes, because there's a broken Statue of Liberty stand-in. Mm-hmm. But in, in this case, it's Nabashin. Mm-hmm. And then we get a you know big bug creature that looks like something out of uh, Nasaka in the Valley in the Wind. Yeah, I didn't know what those were. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So uh, we cut to one final no scene idea. where the neighbors are just looking irritated that they weren't in the episode. <laughs> and that's it! Finally done with our review of episode 17 of Excel Saga Animation. USA! 
He is a real American. America! Fuck, Fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, so, folks, it's that time when we talk about where we like the episode or not. I'm debating whether we should, because we're running so long. No. But that's okay, we will. I'm going to start, and I'm going to try to be brief about it. I love this episode. It is top five for me. It is probably my second favorite episode, ranking right up there with Love Puny. And I will tell you a couple reasons why. Number one, I like what it's making fun of because we get a lot of really good jokes with regards to animation, American, and Japanese. Two, it has a fucking elongated Sailor Moon section of this entire thing. Wow. <laughs> not it's Sailor also Moon's rigid. In, not, <laughs> it's rigid. It's turgid. Uh, turgid. It's, it's, it's hilarious. As someone who got into anime partially because of Sailor Moon, I really like it. It's a, it's a hmm. funny, funny bit. And I like the fact that they spent so much time on Sandora and building up this whole storyline with Pedro because Pedro is amazing. Great episode. Check it out. Definitely watch this one. Go, Bill. I think I laughed at this one more than I have anything prior. Uh, yeah, Sailor Moon was funny. Uh, the swearing randomly was funny. Very dark subject matter. Very dark subject matter. Um, but it did, again, have a story arc mm-hmm. for a character. I mean, kind of a shitty one for him, but a story was told. Yeah. I would dare say if I had to make a top five, this would probably be there. Nice. Well, I think this is going to be a unanimous. What? Uh, this is top five material for me as well. Wow. The reason why I like it is that we discussed this earlier, the subversive humor. Mm-hmm. This is clearly Shinichi Watanabe pointing out whenever an anime is set in like the United States, it's always in New York, New York. And, you know, I was arguing, well, hey, there are two other major cities that it don't, doesn't always have to be in New York. It doesn't have I mean, to be, but it is. And you guys did, did point out that New York is kind of that crowning, that's the United States. Like three quarters of TV shows are set in New York. Right. Yeah. A lot of other animes that have been produced, uh, two that come to mind are Mad Bull 2020 and uh, Pet Shop of Horrors. Okay. Were, was also, yep. were both set in New York. And the whole idea that the United States is kind of portrayed as scummy, dirty, kind of full of, of psychopaths and people that don't care. Well, you see that in American TV, even. Like, we, we make fun of ourselves. I mean, just watch an episode of Law and Order SVU. I mean, that's set in New no. York. No, do it. It's great. No. <laughs> dong, dong, dong. dong. <laughs> it's just two dongs. If you have more than two dongs, if you have more than two dongs, then it just gets a little confusing of what, what anyway. Um, so <laughs> the portrayal of how the United States is, is dirty. It's violent. It's full of racists and it's full of shit tons of criminal activity. Shit. Especially, especially mob activity. I really enjoy that aspect because it's like, it's like, no, as obvious Americans that live in the Midwest and we live technically a stone's throw from one of the largest cities in our country, which is considered one of the most violent ones too. Certainly. I think it's great because it plays up this whole one dimensional aspect of our okay country. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that because it's clearly making fun of that viewpoint. And yeah. it's very much like, yes, this is how other people see your country. And no, it's not right. It's a great episode. And I, I, I like the fact that the three of us agree on this for once. Like, yeah. it took us 17 episodes, but we finally all agree <laughs> that we found a good one. There is a good episode of Excel out there. That all three hosts do like. Yeah. 
that is episode 17 of Excel Saga, folks. We are done, mercifully. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope if you have not, if you're just listening along and you're not watching the episodes, please do. Go check out Funimation. Go check out, I don't know if it's on the Crunchyroll. D- Get the DVDs. Get the DVDs at your local library. Or listen along anyway, because like, or at, don't even listen, just download it. Or at the, That's all we want. At the Yeah, just listen to the podcast. So next week. So next week, folks, we have episode 18 for you. And I don't remember the title. Bill, rattle it off for me. Because <sighs> it's your it week. It's my week. For Municipal Force Daitenzin. Now, Bill, I'm kind of looking forward to you reviewing this because it is a Power Rangers episode. Right. Super it's, Sentai! It's definitely a Super Sentai episode. So, I'm, so I, I think... Sugoi! I think there'll be some good jokes. I think you'll you'll really... I don't know if you'll enjoy it, but I think that it's up your alley, at least. I'm probably the most suited. You are. Bill, you're actually posing while you talk. This is This is amazing. It's it's a pretty cool pose. My my hip just hurts. We've been here a while. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so then, with that, let's take us out. I'm a little drunk. Let's get out of here, folks. This is Tuning Japanese, a podcast with three palookas in the thirties of watching anime. First off, getting irritated isn't going to get me anywhere. I'm Josh. <laughs> uh, I may play innocent, but I catch on to things pretty quickly. My name's Andy, and I can't make Japanimation because I live in America. Which, which makes sense. It does. I'm Bill. And you shouldn't make animation in general. I feel like it would be very crass. Uh, <laughs> folks, we are literally... There's big money in that. <laughs> 15 seconds away from the two-hour recording mark, so we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Two hours. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs>